Can we expect the good times to continue for sales of pre-owned business aircraft? Three experts offer their perspectives. From the National Business Aviation Association, this is Flight Plan. I'm Rob Finfrock with your trusted source for business aviation news and information. Business is booming for business aircraft sales, even despite increasing worries of a U.S. recession. That was the word recently from analytics firm Jefferies, which noted delivery backlogs for new aircraft, combined with, quote, stickiness in conversion of flyers from airline first class to private aviation, unquote, are driving what it termed robust demand for pre-owned aircraft, along with year-over-year price increases of as much as between 30 and 40 percent for some models. But should we expect these good times to continue, even in the near term? To help answer that question, today I'm pleased to welcome three experts in sales of pre-owned business aircraft. We'll start with Janine Iannarelli, founder and president of Par Avion Limited. Janine, first of all, congratulations for recently marking your 25th year in our industry. And in that time, I'm sure you've seen plenty of the highs and lows in demand for business aircraft. We started this year with many reasons to be optimistic about business aircraft sales across the board. But has your forecast for the second half of 2022 changed? Slightly, I would say. I think the way I'm going to look at the remainder of the year and the data that I'm gonna to gather to help us form a strategy for Q4 has probably changed. I mean, leading up until recently, it was full steam ahead, put an airplane out there and advertising an aircraft was kind of an afterthought. You probably already had it sold. I'm not sure that trend is going to continue. And so I'm reverting to a more traditional means by which to promote and sell a business aircraft. Also joining us today is Doug Roth, Aircraft Sales and Acquisitions Representative with Duncan Aviation. Doug, same question. Has your initial outlook for 2022 changed in any way as we head into the second half of the year? Well, I would say because we had such a surge in pricing and activity towards the end of the year, I halfway expected for things to kind of plateau. So I'd say I'll probably just change strategy a little bit as to how I go about the market. However, it's just more of a strategic change, and I'm still pretty optimistic about how the last half of the year will go. My third guest today is Toby Smith, Vice President for JBA Aviation. The market has just been red hot for almost two years now. Demand has been surging, supply of aircraft's been dwindling, and, and, and you know it's currently at historically low levels. I think the frenetic pace of transactions that we saw the last couple of years has let up a little bit in recent weeks. And I do think some of the buyers we've been working with have, has, have a lesser sense of urgency to get an aircraft under contract. I don't know yet if that's due to summer slowdown, vacation schedules, you know, things like that that typically come in, in the months of June and July. But it could also be partly due to recent uncertainty in the stock market and health of the economy. But all that to say, barring any major change in the economic outlook, I, I still think fourth quarter sales are going to be very strong. There's just too much demand out there. With the sunsetting of bonus depreciation at the end of the year, I just, I'm certain many people will, will take advantage of that before year end. So I'm still confident by year end it'll be, it'll be a, a strong year. I just think this summer is going to be a bit, bit slower than the previous months. What factors do you see driving the current market, Toby? I think obviously the the airline's inability to meet travel needs is a big one. If anybody's flown on the airlines lately, it's worse than than I can remember it in recent times. The airlines pared down their route significantly over COVID and really haven't added back a lot of the route options that were available before that. Obviously, there's a labor and a pilot shortage that that has really has the airlines canceling a lot of scheduled flights that people rely on. 
Additionally, demand for charter has, has surged so much that people who would normally rely on charter to meet their needs are finding the availability limited. And in some cases, the cost has gotten so much for charter that whole aircraft ownership starts to look pretty attractive. I, I talked to somebody in, in uh, the Northeast recently who was paying $14,000 an hour to charter a, a, a Challenger 350. At 100 hours a year, you're almost looking at whole aircraft ownership costs at, at those numbers. So that demand for charter and the cost for charter has really driven a lot of people into uh, looking at whole aircraft ownership that, that previously probably would have chartered for their travel needs. So yeah, those are some of the, the big factors I'm saying. And to add to that, and Toby and I actually had this discussion earlier on, it's production rates. They've just been diminished since 2010. And regardless of what goes on around us, the fact of the matter is that there is just not enough supply, particularly of newer aircraft than there was five, six years ago. And we have greater demand today, particularly as I see it in the midsize, super midsize and large cabin airplanes. Great point, Janine. Doug? Yeah, I, I think really the, the desire out there, the, uh, the things that are, that are driving sustained growth for business aircraft sales would be the desire for privacy, the desire for uh, convenience, the desire for reliability, reliability meaning that, you know, I have a flight schedule, I have a scheduled time that I want to leave and, um, you know, I want to know reliably that, that that's going to occur and not have a flight canceled on me. And then finally, the last thing uh, to a smaller degree is probably safety. I've noticed that, you know, I think that for high net worth individuals and such, just the ability to not have to go through a crowded terminal, you know, in light of what's happened during the pandemic has probably added to the desire for um, private aircraft transportation, private aircraft ownership. We'll have more with our guests in just a moment, following this brief word from NBAA. NBAA Flight Plan listeners, your podcast is ready everywhere. You can download it from iTunes, ask your smart speaker to give you a listen, or hear it in any car with Apple's CarPlay. NBAA Flight Plan, available anytime, anywhere. We're back now with Janine Iannarelli, Toby Smith, and Doug Roth, and our discussion about what we should expect for sales of used business aircraft in the second half of this year. And Doug, all three of you have provided many reasons why sales of pre-owned aircraft remain strong. But it's also hard to ignore some of the storm clouds building on the horizon. What do you see as the greatest potential challenge to maintaining this rate of growth, both short-term and even beyond 2022? Probably the greatest um, short-term and long-term challenges um, in maintaining growth would be, you know, the availability of quality aircraft, of um, finding a good, you, you may have a buyer that desires to buy a certain make and model, but there just is not, there might be a few airplanes out there for sale, but they're just not the kind of quality or have the kind of pedigree that, uh, that you want. So you may need to, um, may need to wait and be patient. The other factor uh, moving forward is the availability of pilots and mechanics to support the airplane. That's probably one of the largest challenges that I see moving ahead as well. You may be able to buy the airplane, but you have the people to operate it. Toby, what challenges are you seeing? I think all of it comes down to consumer confidence. People don't like to make big purchases when they're uncertain about the economy or the political landscape. When the economy's in flux or an election is looming, buyers typically sit on the sidelines until there's less uncertainty. 
And, you know, I mean, I think James Carville said it best when he said it's the economy, stupid. And, and uh, I, 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 it's what it all boils down to. What are buyers, what news are they absorbing? What do they think? How confident are they in our economic outlook? Um, and if they're confident, they move forward. If they're not, they wait. Janine? Well, my answer is going to come down to inventory. I think with the diminished supply of quality pre-owned business jets, the continuing tightening, if you will, putting so much strain on uh, the buy-sell capability, that's a problem for not just people in the trade, but the willing buyers as well. We're in a completely different marketplace than we've ever seen before in this industry. I mean, there are some parallels, but the one big difference today versus the last downturn and every other downturn I've been in is the fact that there's just not enough inventory. Also, let's talk about the demographics of our consumers, the people who actually buy these aircraft. My sweet spot is the entrepreneur, the self-made business person. And when they're allocating their funds to the purchase of an aircraft, I, I don't want to call it disposable income, but it's money that's not necessarily tied to anything else of their net worth based on movement of the financial markets, the uh, growth of their own business, or taking money out of savings to buy the aircraft. And it's a different type buyer than we've had in the past. Are your clients expressing any concerns about economic uncertainties, Janine, be it here in the U.S. or globally? Not at all, quite frankly. Not one of my acquisition clients has expressed concern. And I will say that every single one of my clients, whether they're actively looking to do something or not, has concerns about where we're at. But it's not slowed them down because the purpose of owning the aircraft is not simply because they can own an aircraft, there's a need for it and they can afford to do so. Even rising fuel costs are not impacting them. That's encouraging to hear. What are you seeing, Doug? I think they might be in a little bit of a wait and see mode, but everybody's optimistic moving forward. It's, it's about, I think for most all clients, it's about timing the purchase so that they're comfortable. The people that I talk to are looking forward to either purchasing their first airplane or upgrading, and it's just on the correct timing. You know, and then for some other clients, the, several clients that have come to us that have new airplanes that they'll be soon taking delivery of, and, uh, you know, they've got a quality airplane to sell. Uh, in those cases, why, that's where we've run into um, several different off-market opportunities in that scenario. Toby? The large corporate clients that have extensive aviation ownership experience do not seem to have any major concerns and they need to get an aircraft in operation to meet their travel needs and, and get their uh, employees you know, from A to B to continue being profitable in this environment. However, there is a, a contingent of first-time buyers that I'm working with. In the last two years, I think I've worked with more first-time buyers than you know, the 25 years combined maybe, but I will say that they aren't expressing necessarily concerns about the economy as much as aircraft prices being inflated in their opinion. Not saying I agree with that, but but I think some of the first-time buyers are saying, well, geez, if, if I wait until things soften, I'll be able to get more aircraft for less money. Obviously, we don't know when or if that's going to happen, but but I am hearing that from some of my first-time buyer customers, maybe a, a, a hesitancy to move forward when prices are, are, are so strong right now. Do you think we might see these effects ease for the remainder of the year? 
Boy, that's a hard question to answer. Uh, and my crystal ball is as foggy as everyone else's. There does always seem to be a new thing coming at us. I think things will continue to come at us, but Janine hit on it earlier. Supply right now is is so tight and demand continues to be strong. Um, I think that's you know the, the, the biggest thing that we need to keep in mind that until supply loosens up and more aircraft come to market or until demand weakens, we're in a, very much a, a seller's market and, and prices will remain strong. And I think that demand will outweigh any of these other factors, you know, again, war in Ukraine, high oil prices, high inflation, rising interest rates, looming midterm elections. I, I think that that balance of strong demand and low supply is outweighing those right now. And at least for the foreseeable future, I think that that will continue. We just have to watch what the global economy is going to do. And it's so unpredictable. And I, and I want to maybe step back to a comment that Toby had made earlier that I think factors into this. And Toby, I believe you had said that we're looking at a slower summer. I just want to give my reasons for that. I think everyone is on vacation. (laughs) This is a throwback to what people used to do, even in our trade. I jokingly tell clients that if we don't have an airplane sold by the 30th of June, we're going to have to wait till after Labor Day. And so because we're going to have a quiet summer, it's going to be really hard to predict what Q4 is going to look like. Yeah, that's that's a tough one to say. It's kind of like saying, you know, where's the stock market going to go? The one thing that I'm just mindful of is watching how interest rates affect people's buying decisions moving ahead. And and I think everything's going to be fine. I think it'll be positive. The one thing that I watch would be watch business earnings. As long as the business earnings are holding up, that means there's a, a need for business travel and uh, the desire to continue to operate current airplanes and to upgrade aircraft. Doug, we continue to see headlines about sanctions against Russian oligarchs due to the ongoing crisis in Ukraine, and with that, seizures of their aircraft. What advice do you give to buyers to make sure their transactions aren't impacted by this situation? If you're considering an airplane and you're unsure about uh, the ownership history, check with the manufacturer to see if the airplane is on their sanctioned list, if the manufacturer is willing to service the airplane or or sell parts to it. That's uh, another way. I dealt recently with one that was questionable, and um, that was really the deciding point for us, was the fact that the manufacturer wouldn't sell parts to it. Toby, what do you recommend? My first uh, suggestion would be get a good aviation counsel who can walk you through the the, the risks involved. I I recently acquired a a domestic airplane with a very small minor title issue. And even on that one, we were hesitant to move forward. But once it was cleared, we moved forward and did close. But not until title was clear, the attorney gave his blessing, and and, and all those hurdles were removed. Uh, On a Russian airplane, even more so. You know, get a good aviation counsel to walk you through the, 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 the risks you're facing, and based on his recommendation, go from there. Janine? Well, I think I'll echo every single attorney that I've spoken with on the subject. We're not touching anything that either, certainly nothing that is sanctioned, but let's also add the adjective of questionable. For the moment, at least personally in my business, I would say anything that has ties to Russia, or for that matter, allies of Russia, sanctioned or not, are not aircraft that we would take into consideration. Now, some may view that as really restrictive, but I would rather err on the side of caution 
and not expose my clients or myself to any potential problems, whether it's now or a clawback in the future. My simple piece of advice is follow the know your client due diligence to the greatest extent possible and make sure the beneficial owner that there is clarity on that. Particularly, I mean, I think this problem is mostly contained to aircraft that are coming outside of the United States, off the N registry. That, that's not necessarily to say that all N registered aircraft that operate outside the aircraft are free and clear, but certainly foreign registered airplanes. And you cannot rely necessarily on the registry, which may at times only reveal who the management company is. You have to dig beyond that. So KYC, one of the other things that seems to be missed by some people is that Russian-owned aircraft or even aircraft of, let's call it concern, are not necessarily so clear-cut, like it's not advertised in front of you. And there's use made of other registries around the world in order to bury ownership of an aircraft. And some of them are Western European countries. What other advice would you have for buyers looking for good quality aircraft with a good pedigree and good ownership history in this current market? The advice that I would give anyone who's looking to buy or sell is to make sure that they make use of a seasoned, experienced aircraft sales professional. That's going to be your best resource in making the deal that you want to make. What advice do you have, Toby? Time is not on your side. The longer you wait to purchase an aircraft, the more you pay. So you should have a a clear vision of the aircraft you're looking to acquire and be aware of the most recent sales prices and pricing on aircraft currently under contract and and available. And when an aircraft surfaces that that is in line with those prices, you should be prepared to move quickly. If you're not in that mindset, I mean, it, it might be better to wait until we start to see a shift in the market from being quite so heavily weighted toward a seller's market. Of course, we don't know when or, or if that's going to happen soon. Finding a deal in this environment is not realistic. Uh, you know, Just finding a good airplane that meets your needs and is priced to market, uh, that, that's probably the best we can hope for for the, the near future. Doug, what about you? It's very important to choose an advocate, an aircraft dealer broker that knows the market well, that knows that particular make and model to help guide you through the process of finding a quality airplane. The other thing that I would say is there's been a lot of aircraft sold with minimal pre-buys. I think I would always go into a situation trying to ask for as much pre-buy as possible. However, depending on the quality of the aircraft and where it's last been maintained, it's certainly not a problem doing an abbreviated pre-buy and you abbreviate the pre-buy based on the history of the airplane. And that's where an advocate, consultant, dealer, broker can help guide you through and and help you uh, minimize the risk and tell you when, yep, that's a a good risk. It uh, appears to be a good airplane. It's a good risk to go with a minimal pre-buy. If you're in the market for a new or pre-owned business aircraft, be sure to also check out the NBAA Transactions Guide. It offers an introduction to the regulatory, tax, financial, and transactional issues that may arise during an aircraft acquisition. You can find the guide at nbaa.org transactions. And that's the latest from the National Business Aviation Association. Remember, you can subscribe to all Flight Plan episodes at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. 
or wherever you find your favorite podcasts, including by asking your virtual assistant or connected device. Of course, you can also download Flight Plan directly from nbaa.org. I'm Rob Finfrock. Thanks for listening, and join us next time for a new episode of Flight Plan. Flight Plan.